to stay No more race to play The winner takes it all The loser standing small Beside the victory Shake my hand. I apologize if it makes you feel bad. Seeing me so tense, no self-confidence. But you see, the winner takes. Yes, that's right. The winner takes it all. I don't know whether we're the winners or not, but we'll decide that in the future. But welcome, everybody. Good afternoon. 
Welcome to Spice FM 98.8 FM. I am Stephen Hesse, your host, um, with my good friend, Mr. Ricky Thammon. Hello, sir. How are you doing? Oh, I'm not too bad. Well, it's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, God, it's been like five weeks or something. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, the, the audience has been pining for Mentally Sound <laughs> to come back. Yeah. They'll be like, where's Mentally Sound? Where's Mentally Sound? Like, Thanks for the fan yeah. fan ticket tape. As we yes, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. The papra- uh, I wish the paparazzi would leave alone, yeah. but uh, <laughs> <laughs> the fans here has been extreme. Yeah. Also, the people who would be like, oh, thank God that show's finished, but uh, <laughs> it's gone. Uh, but no, anyway, well, huge huge welcome to everybody. Obviously, we'll get the, the pitter-patter out the way at the beginning just to say hello, welcome. Uh, this is Mentally Sound, a show all about mental health. If this is your first time listening. We do this every second Friday. Friday 12 till 2 p.m. which is gonna change not anymore but um, still gonna be the same time we've got some news about that which me and Raquel talk about in the introduction we have currently as of us talking got three guests lined up for today's show that might be two we're not quite sure but um yes we've got some fabulous guests coming as well um and a huge thank you to the spice family who have been just super super nice in terms of the news that we're going to announce because mm-hmm. um uh, you know people apparently have been listening which um you know <laughs> it, yeah 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 <laughs> uh, remember the days when this was just a project and, and nobody uh, yeah 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 like it'd be like there'd be just people who worked on the show and be like this show's really good I'm like, yeah, yeah. Have you listened to it? No. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to be on this show. Um, do you remember last month's show? No. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So we are we are becoming increasingly popular amongst taxi drivers. Yeah, yeah. which is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, it's funny because um, with, with all the stuff that I'm going through with my mom, um, like going to hospital appointments and stuff, is we get a lot of um of tax like taxis. We and, have as well. Yeah. And yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, same for me. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I mentioned to the taxi driver. Oh, I'm, I, I, I think I may have even been talking to my mum about it last for last month's show, and and yeah, he just went, oh, I get Spice FM, and he turned it over, and it was just some random playlist playing, and I went, yeah, we were on every twelve till two p.m. on Friday, every second Friday, um, but yeah, so we've got a huge amount to talk about. Obviously, in the beginning, me and Ricky will just uh, it'll, it'll chat amongst ourselves and catch up, and then our first guest is due about quarter past twenty past twelve, something mm-hmm. like that, and then we'll take a break on the half hour. But um, yeah, news, a uh, couple of bits that we're really excited about. Um, uh, if you just want to let there's, there's apparently somebody here, I believe it's our first guest. Um, but yeah, sorry, just uh, Ricky's just um, Ricky's just letting them in. So I'll, I'll fill you in on the news while Ricky's um, just uh, talking about things um, to our guest. Um, is yeah, um, news. Um, so the first news I want to relay to the audience is about Kaylee um, because this is obviously super important. Kaylee is a member of our team. She's been for the last couple of shows, um, and unfortunately, she's not very well. Um, she had a situation. Um, you, you know, it's her business, so I'll give like the the, the rundown. And I just sent her a quick, nice uh, message before we started the show, just to say that we're thinking of her. Um, because she sent us a message, or at least sent me a message, um, two or three weeks ago, I, I believe, because we went to the Parkinson thing, which we must oh, we, yeah, mu- we yeah, must yeah. talk about, because um, that was fascinating. Um, so me and Ricky went to a Parkinson meeting that um, Ricky uh, heard of, and we talked to a lecturer who hopefully will be coming on the show mm-hmm. at some point because mm-hmm. we've got her business card, um, and it was fascinating. So we'll get to that in a Just second. Just quickly on that, didn't yeah. she say that she had a job interview on this day? 
Oh yeah, I think so. so we wish yeah. Look, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so because we invited that. It came to my head when Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we we asked her to come on the next show. That's right. Yeah, and she job went. Job on Friday the thirteenth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, because I think you hear that joke going, "Well, will she look? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're gonna need it," uh, <laughs> kind of thing. Oh, this is like a conveyor belt right now. Oh, um, no, right. <laughs> um, this is the thing about not having Kaylee is it's all the guests just uh, appear out of nowhere. Um, but yeah, so I'll I'll continue while Ricky talks to the guests. Is um is yeah um. So Kaylee sent me a message uh, about a couple of weeks ago to basically say that she's not feeling very well. She had an issue with her lung. I think that's as far as I'll say because um, I'm sure when she gets better, she can talk about it on this very show. Um, but yeah, so the the idea uh, uh, is to just say to her, I hope that she gets better. She's currently recovering in Hartlepool where she's based. So we wish her nothing but the best. And obviously she's welcome back and she really, rec- like, is sad. Last time I spoke to her, she was really sad that she's not going to be part of the show um, because obviously she'd only just started working with us and uh, we were talking behind the scenes about how she can be more involved and all this kind of thing mm-hmm. um, so we wish her nothing but the best and hopefully if she's recovering she may be listening to this right mm-hmm. now so um, so yeah so um, uh, we, we are thinking of her greatly and hope she recovers soon um, but she's all fine It's not, uh, as far as I know it's nothing you know she she's had surgery and she's all fine now so mm-hmm. uh, all that kind of thing but yeah so we'll talk about the Parkinson's thing in a second but the h- other bit of news which is super super awesome is and I, I guess I should start with because I got the context of how we got told. I just remember that um, text you sent. Yeah. I've got some interesting news about, <laughs> about the show, and I was, like, worried. Yeah, yeah. We'd be, like, yeah, yeah. cut off. Or? Yeah, yeah. We've been told not to do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I was really yeah. intrigued. The, 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 the phone calls are in, and it's nothing but negative. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of depressed people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's not the yeah. intent. We're supposed the depression to be amongst up, yeah. the listenership has went up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're supposed to be obese yeah. <laughs> and make people feel better. Yeah. But no, in all seriousness, um, I got a, 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 a message from Sandeep, one of the people who runs Spice FM, and he told me, um, you know, through, through the message that um, they have talked in terms of the people who are involved in Spice FM and they really love our show um, and you know it's, it's doing well apparently um, because you know just to note just I mean it's, it's relevant for us to say I think quite understandably is that when me and Ricky first started this and I started way at the beginning Ricky came a few you know three or four shows in um, that it was just a project that we did because we wanted to be involved and I loved doing radio and, and, and we all loved doing radio and it was always just a commitment to be a community project mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. still is to that extent in mm-hmm. terms of behind the scenes stuff, but it's obviously evolved to the point of we're now on an FM radio mm-hmm. station and all that kind of thing. So it has obviously the passions there for us to do this, but the fact that we get some sort of recognition, uh, anyone would be a liar to say that that doesn't mean something. Sandy's been really know? awesome on like Facebook. Yeah. He's he's always complimented how well the show has yes. gone. So yeah, yeah, and, uh, in, in, uh, and obviously you know I'm not a regular Facebook user, so Ricky tells me this all the time, which is fantastic. So if you are one of the people that do Facebook message and obviously I, I do get relayed some examples so thank you so much for that mm-hmm. um, but yeah so um, he messaged me to say they were wondering whether we would go to twice a month because um, this is currently a monthly show mm-hmm. um, so me and Ricky had um, you know several conversations about this and that was what Ricky was just referring to and um, that I rang him up and said what do you think is it possible for us to do and so Provisionally, we are going to try this for this month um, and see how we do. Um, and I mean, it'd be interesting to get Ricky's thoughts because I mean, obviously, Ricky told me some stuff in, in the phone conversation. But so, the, but just to reiterate, so we do the second Friday. So our plan is to do the last Friday yeah. this month. Um, so we're on in two weeks from today. Yeah. Um, so 
you know, mark that in your calendar, folks. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, so that's the that's the idea. Um, is we're going to trial doing two a week, two a month. Sorry, because um, you know, to me that makes sense. And then also, what Sandeep says is the following week after we do each show will be a repeat of the previous week. So starting from the the next show that we do, or this probably this show actually is. So this will be repeated next week, yeah. and then two weeks time we'll do a live show, and then that one will be repeated the following week, and then there'll be a pattern of. So basically, Friday afternoons on on Spice FM will be mentally sound. So we are essentially yeah. technically a oh, weekly show, yeah, aren't we? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Which uh, really appeal to us because as much as we love doing once a month shows and it obviously the amount of people that we get to come on and we, we it gives us a long time to plan yeah. it me it doesn't give us a great leeway to kind of talk about the show outside yeah. of the week that we do it yeah. um so i think that's super useful i mean what's your I reaction think to that th- my first reaction was mm-hmm. what i think I, what i told you if you recall was like you know after we, we finish each show mm-hmm. and we 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 often like feel really elevated that we've done something really cool and upbeat and then it kind of feels like oh this is going to suck now because we're not going to do this again for another month four <laughs> weeks yeah and you kind of wonder I wish it, wish it was a little more regular and yeah <coughs> and as we were saying we, the, the, this show has been five weeks since the yeah. last one and it was eight for March yeah. or something as and sometimes I don't even get to see you even for that because we've both been busy like caring for our mums haven't we yeah exactly yeah. so it's like we, we don't really get time to catch up or, or like you know um, well that was one of the reasons the that, that, that that's why I called Ricky like a couple of days ago not just about the show but I was going it, it, we hadn't spoke in ages and we speak like every week basically and it felt a bit weird I was just like suddenly like oh I've never had time but as you know we've talked about this on the previous show in quite detail is about looking after our moms who are both recovering through certain things Mm. is that just um, my uh, both our times have been you know we usually like meet for a coffee every now and again and that's just been hard as well so um, so yeah I'm sure we'll get into that uh, as well Um, but yeah so I mean just before we obviously because we've got some guests waiting I don't want to keep them waiting too long Mm. but just very quickly because we do it so that's basically the, the news that we've got to say is hope Kaylee's better and we're going to go to two a month which is fantastic news and obviously a huge thank you to everyone who does listen because Spice wouldn't make that decision I would think yeah. without um, you know the, the audience input and whatnot. so so yeah. a huge thank you for everybody who's yeah. listened so far and on ones and up ones and doing the show and um, I've I've loved since being in Spice. Spice have been a wonderful, wonderful help and mm-hmm. they're really nice to us so mm-hmm. um, thank you to them as well. As you say it when you mentioned the key word you mentioned before as well was like community and I think now that we're stationed here in the West End this brilliant Beacon building it's a hub for all these community projects that some have been like guessing on our show and I think that's the biggest thing for me as I was saying to well I've mentioned cab drivers before I've been saying to them that the, the best part of, of, of the show is finding all these different groups that are doing good things but you don't mm-hmm. hear about so yeah, we're yeah. giving a voice on here yeah, no, that's absolutely that's absolutely right. Yeah, because I'm always fascinated by like it's funny because I was talking to my girlfriend on the way here and, and, and the conversations that we have um, about a, a whole different range of things. And it's funny, however, like if we bring up a, a disorder or an addiction or something, yeah. and I find myself going, "Oh, we talked about that at the radio show," yeah. and it com- that comes up in my regular life like mm-hmm. frequently, where we go, "Oh, that that was mentioned, that was mentioned, mm-hmm. that was mentioned," and mm-hmm. um, you know about alcoholism and about you know disorders, about bipolar disorder, about mental health. Um, I must remember this is the last thing I'll I'll um. I'll uh, and we'll talk. I tell you what, we'll talk about the park. If you mind me, we'll talk about the Parkinson thing mm-hmm. uh, a little bit later. Because mm-hmm. um, me and him went with me and uh, Ricky went with Parkinson thing on. We can on talk about it in the mental health news. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Uh, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Okay. If you make a note, that'll be yeah. great. Um, but what what I was gonna say was um, before I forget. 
because obviously I have bipolar disorder, if this is your first time listening, and I saw a phenomenal interview um, by a guy called Sam Roberts, who does a wrestling podcast, and he had AJ Leon, who is an ex-female uh, wrestler, and she's married to CM Punk, um, who people might know. She's he's sort of the more famous one of the of the couple. Mm-hmm. And she went on to talk about a bipolar disorder book because she did a biography of her life. And the way she describes bipolar disorder is frighteningly realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I highly recommend it because the way she describes the overwhelming feeling and the anger and the frustration, um. Is is something that I don't think people fully understand because and and she very quite clearly distinguished the difference between bipolar disorder and other disorders because like you get the the, the anger side and the you know a person who's depressed often doesn't feel anything whereas bipolar disorder people feel too much of stuff mm-hmm. and that's kind of the sort of key difference mm-hmm. um but I thought it was really fascinating and quite inspiring um, just quickly on that you know, is it wasn't part of my original mental health news but um mm-hmm. Bipolar was mentioned quite a bit this week because Mariah right. Carey. Oh, really? <clears throat> yeah, she recently came out and said that she'd been diagnosed. I think it was way back in 2001, but she kept it she kept it secret and then mm-hmm. uh, kind of... Wow, okay, I did, I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, well, that's cool. Mm-hmm. A little bit of the things you find out on the yeah. show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, cool. So, um, I, as I say, me and Ricky, will, me and Ricky will, will, will catch up a little bit later in the show. As, as, as we mentioned, we're here for the next two hours, so we're here till 2 p.m. today. Um, so we've got a really exciting show, so we'll not keep our first guest waiting. Um, so, yeah, so... Um, I don't know how to pronounce her first name, <laughs> um, but we'll get to that when she sits down. Uh, hello, it is lovely to have you on. Hello. Um, sorry, so we'll get Ricky to be the conveyor belt, so I'll talk to you while Ricky runs out the room. <laughs> I think he's that dis- he's that he's that worried about talking about you. I think. Uh, <laughs> so, how do you pronounce your first name? So, my name's Jahura Nessa. Jahura Nessa. Cool. Jahura Nessa. Yeah. Yeah, and you have from the West End Women and Girls Centre. I am indeed. Um, brilliant. So, obviously, we had to talk about that, which is obviously interesting. Um, so I guess that's obviously uh, you know because I'm sure Rick, you know Ricky Ricky does a lot of research for the interviews, so I'm sure he'll ask you a whole bunch of stuff. But the obvious starting point is what exactly you know do you do for that centre? So um, within the centre, I work there as a development worker, Great. Um, and I've been there for the last year or so. Um, but coming from the area, I've always mm-hmm. been quite connected to the centre, mm-hmm. um, so it's really nice to be going back there after many years and. The purpose, um, I mean, the centre has been around since 1981, mm-hmm. so a very long time, and um, its purpose essentially is to be a um, friendly and open space for women and girls from Newcastle and across the region mm-hmm. to come to us um, um, for anything, to be honest. The doors are open for anyone to come along, no matter what their circumstances, if they just want to come and socialise with people. Um, we've got great great um, groups on where they can just come and have a cup of tea, enjoy someone else's company. Mm-hmm. To the other end of, we um, have a domestic violence project called the Safe Project that is based yeah. in the centre. We've, we've touched on that on the show before, I think. Uh, that, that, yeah, we had that come uh, up, yeah. Northumberland uh, Domestic uh, Abuse right. Services. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so we've had them on, yeah. one of the, the very few community-based domestic violence projects right. um, that's in Newcastle. So, um, yeah, that. and what's special about the centre actually is um, a lot of the services that we run there actually have come about through um, 
directly responding to the needs of the community with the yeah. membership that we have. We, we feel we're really quite connected to them and we have a really honest and open relationship with them. And wow. when they say that there's a need or when they identify that they want something, we sort of respond to that mm-hmm. and, and try and accommodate and come up with a solution to yeah. it with them, working with them. And mm-hmm. so um, the SAFE project came about that way yeah. and many of the other services that we run also uh-huh. came about that way so. uh, that's fascinating that you said that I'll say Ricky just sat just to let people know Ricky's just sat back down he's, uh, he's out of breath it's been a busy uh, <laughs> few minutes doing I, know. Yeah, I, I don't know if really. people realise this but Ricky does a marathon while doing <laughs> the show um, you know it keeps him fit anyway <laughs> <laughs> all this talk about people sitting on radio shows it's complete rubbish yeah. um, but you bring up a very fascinating point in what you just said because um, and I wanted to ask you this directly because I, I think about this a lot because you know we start um, one of the people who helps run this is Launchpad which is a recovery college and I'm fascinated to ask you because obviously you work first hand with these people is do you think community led projects lead people to go there because they feel that they won't be judged because you know if you have like what I mean is if you have like an official group I think people have this sort of scared thing of that they're going to be like judged and dissected and all that kind of thing and so do you think like because it's run by people who know what they're talking about that it leads like lived experience is what Alistair calls it do you think that helps? Absolutely I think the fact that we've been around for 36 years we've got a lot of experience experience so Mm -hmm. from day one i mean the center responded the center came about because it responded to the needs of a local community and it has continued to just really stick to those as its sort of principles in Mm -hmm. terms of like it will only do things that the community wants and in terms of the impression people have of the organization from the outside we certainly feel like we have a very open sort of open doors policy so honestly people come to us um from anywhere and everywhere with so many you know from different circumstances and they initially just come along and be like i didn't know you were here even though we've been there for 36 (laughs) years um but they come in they you know we've got really friendly staff um on our front desk and they come and sort of chat to us anything that we feel that we can help them with we you know we we take them in we, mm-hmm. we sign them up as a member and we tell them about the you know the mass the huge range of things that we have on from Correct. for girls age five onwards up until you know not upper limit um so anyone oh, can good. come along and, and one sort of quite interesting fact is we have one family who um have four generations of their family come into the center wow. and, which is just really amazing that we've been able to have such a, yeah. a good relationship with them and they're just one example of those the strong yeah. relationship we have and with the community Im- and that implies that they've got enough that they're willing to pass it on Absolutely. to future generations Absolutely. so that's probably, probably given that particular family the structure within that they probably wouldn't have got anywhere else then. Well, I think, um, you know, we don't say we've got the solutions to anything. Yeah. We're just there as a sort of mm. helpful place, an mm. open place for people to be, come along and be mm. themselves. Yeah. Um, and, you know, what, everything we do, um, we sort of... Um, you don't you know we don't say oh you're gonna learn this this and this by coming along to this we just say come along and then you know so many outcomes are achieved by people mm. just getting involved mm-hmm. and it's it's all about a sort of soft process in a way if you know yeah. what i mean oh no I, get, I, I would say there's a couple of things that came to mind as you were talking which i think is one of the huge benefits of you know because the first thing i was thinking of is that you know because charities uh, we've talked about this before and i've worked for some charities before um 
as like paid paid actual paid work and the, the the problem is is that charities now because of the capitalist nature is that they you know the, the way that they run i should say is that they they look at like where the money is as opposed to what the people actually want and the benefit of yourselves and being a charity that's based in grassroots is that they, you you talk to the, actually talk to the people and say what can we do for you yeah. uh, which mainstream charities because of the cause of the fact it's all money driven you know and they employ full-time people it's the bad side of having full-time members i mean charities that, have had a yeah. bit of a bad name in recently in recent yeah. weeks with through Re- revelation have you found yeah, yeah. that hard to beat off if people come in for criticism? Um, absolutely not, to be honest. Um, okay. we're, because we're so... Because um, you're so established. In, yeah. We're so established. We've been there for so long. We're known mm. so well and we've got the trust of the community. Yeah. We've had no repercussions yeah. at all from mm-hmm. that. And we're really open and transparent as an organisation. And, um, you know, we have um, our annual general meetings uh, where we make, give everyone a rundown of how the mm-hmm. last year has been. And... You know, each year, um, you know, we're quite honest in saying that it is hard, just what you mentioned there around funding and and stuff like that. It's really hard for us as an Mm organisation in these, uh, you know, testing times to get the funding that Mm. we need. But we have stuck to, uh, you know, our principles from day one. And I think that's Mm. what's paid off for us. We haven't chased the money, so to say. (laughs) We've just been very much driven by what people want and then you know i think when there's a will there's a way yeah because i think i mean i wish there was a way i could phrase this better but unfortunately like the the your the charity is taking the risk to help the person not the other way around and i think that's happening a lot recently yeah. with charities is that they go well and we, we, you should take it's not about like what the individual needs it's like they're trying to um manipulate them into get you know this is what we offer so that's the best you can do and i think it it creates this environment where we're really like the 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 like sort of unsure they're unsure they feel like they need to be fixed as it were and the way you phrased it earlier i think was really quite relevant in that it's sort of about working with what you've got because we talk about this all the time with like oh when you have bipolar disorder ricky's got pdsd uh, is that it's all about working with what you've got, not? And, and I think the problem is when people go to like organised groups, because mm-hmm. I've talked about this before. Every like bipolar disorder, like official people I've went to, it's too official for me. I feel very like like um, exposed or something. I don't know what the right word is, but mm-hmm. but my point is when you're in a community of people with a bunch of people who kind of take you for who you are, um, it's more about like preventing how you feel, not not manipulating how you feel like um it, it does make you feel more secure and it sounds like that's exactly what your organization does i'm curious to know i'm curious to know um, how you got started in this like um if that, yes yeah, if that's okay yeah. your, your role is a development worker yeah yeah, type yeah you missed that way we were the, um, yeah we talked that's about my role uh-huh. um, so i've been working in the community for the last few years now actually mm-hmm. my previous job was in a project called um greening wing grove which is just sort of the Wingrove ward of the of the West End, and so right. um, that I got a taste for working for the community and, uh-huh. and, and coming from the area. It's it's nice to you know see my work having some impact in the area, and so I guess um, I naturally progressed to um, you know looking for other jobs, and this one actually the, the centre approached me um, to offer me the job, which I was mm-hmm. really sort of chuffed about. So. It was. It sort of naturally progressed my work yeah. working in the community to come at West End Women and Girls Centre, where as a development worker, I've got 
quite a lot of scope to um, pursue and develop lots of new ideas because the centre is very much about um, trying to think about how we can become more self-sufficient and and do things on our own because yeah. um, what I just mentioned before funding, you know, it's it's a struggle these days and so we're just yeah. trying to think a little bit out of the box and a bit creatively about how we can you know make our own money and yeah. and you know how to get that underway whilst working in the community and sticking to all of the things that we've always you know cherished so yeah. um one of the things that i work on um is the west end community bakery so that's right. um a collective of local women who've come together um including volunteers and staff and uh, we've got one paid member of staff there and um they've come together to establish um regular days um where we bake and then the the long-term aim is that we set up a fully functioning bakery um, in Elswick right. and yeah. um we we're on Facebook and Twitter <laughs> and everything so Great. if you want to follow us but we're very much about saying that you know we're what from is it called what's it called then the west end community bakery oh, that's actually the yeah, name of it yeah, okay i thought you meant that's the so project um, yeah it's based at west end women and girls center and uh-huh. you know what the the the, the sort of special thing about it is that we're really proud of the fact that it's established in the west end you know especially elzik and you know our, our strap line is like made in elzik because yeah. we're mm-hmm. made in elzik the food's made in elzik <laughs> and so it's good um, yeah. you know it's something i think um <coughs> we want to give all the artisan bakers a run for their money <laughs> yeah it'd be great if it's like made in china what <laughs> a bakery <laughs> so that's bread a, um, from china what? a really um, good yeah. thing where we have lots of women um, yeah. coming from all different backgrounds and i think that's another special thing about that we're so diverse and the products reflect that diversity and then um, another project I work on is Edible Elzik which is Mm -hmm. our community engagement project through gardening and improving green spaces and we work with lots of the local estates around us um, including the Bentig estate and the Jubilee estate Mm -hmm. and we work with residents on um, their gardens on projects like our um, garden neighbours project where we sort of encourage a time exchange model where If you get help, you'll get the help back, and that's sort great. Of building it that way. That so was actually one of my uh, questions. So, because we've had a few groups who've talked about uh, having gardening schemes within their within their. Oh projects. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wondered, is that particular one part of what they call horticultural therapy? So they get sort of like you know, it, it comes as a sort of a healing therapy um, within itself. Well, it's interesting to say that we we, I, mean, I guess when we're pitching it, we're not really focusing so much mm. on the therapy side of it but definitely we find even through the other gardening sessions that we yeah. run at the centre like um, on a regular Tuesday morning people you know get a lot of benefit out of it that mm. you sort of don't initially think about um, yeah. so as well as the hands on experience and getting stuck in people really find it is um, a really common experience mm. and, and something that takes their mind off things so I think Do you know one reason why? Because Steve, it's like one of them things that you know. Why is gardening so popular in this country? Is it so, so British? But uh, as we've learned on this show, the more kind of people who talk to who include gardening within their scheme of things, and you kind of find out why. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've always talked about how being in nature uh, amongst greenery yeah, uh, helps absolutely. our mental well-being. I think so. it's one of the ma- physical, major, yeah. major benefits of being in the outdoors and, you know, um, the backdrop or our backyard of West End <laughs> Women and Girls Centre is Elswick Park, which right, is yeah. a pretty awesome thing to say. Mm. And mm-hmm. it's such a, a beautiful park and, and you know, um, with all of the cuts and, and, you know, the restrictions on funding and stuff, um, you know, our parks aren't, 
aren't um, you know need to be looked after more. So yeah. we're certainly passionate about the green. Well, you, men- you mentioned cuts and you mentioned te- testing these being testing times as well. And I was reading on your website about you know this has been the poverty levels in the West End now are kind of reached unprecedented levels. Um, so what what impact have you seen through that in your centre? Oh, it's been huge to be honest. And um, we have women coming to us every day, um, sort of telling us their harrowing mm. accounts and, and you know just their everyday lives of the struggles that they're going through. Um, mm. We uh, work with the local food banks to offer yeah. food vouchers yeah. or um, food bank vouchers. So we often have women coming to us and um, actually in response to the, you know these difficulties women women are coming through just last year we launched um our Margaret Robinson fund which is to basically um try and alleviate a little bit yeah. of the pressure that these women are going through raising their mm. families and looking yeah. after their families um to try and um offer them a, a small bit of funding um, you know just something to so get you them you see first hand the mental toll it takes we on do, on we do and yeah. you know lots of these women are coming to us and what's great is that we can listen to them and, and really yeah. understand the situations but we can bring them into the centre through yeah. all of our sessions just offer them a little bit of some, you know a bit of respite or you know a friendly space for them to just and it goes of off what Steve's point before that they, they can come in without feeling judged absolutely um, absolutely imagine what s- single parent families and things like that have to uh, come if we c- you know we have people from across the across, board yeah. people we know people we don't know mm. people from far afield people from mm. you know just on the doorstep so we get you know everyone and anyone mm-hmm. coming to us but um, yeah. we hope we can help everyone or at least point them in the right direction no no I mean I'm, I'm from the West End and you guys have always been there for as long as I've known this place and it's great that we finally got to talk to you and echo your voice out a bit more no no totally yeah, um, yeah it's funny I, I was thinking you know when we because we, you, as you mentioned we talk about um, gardening and I think the last thing I'll say about that is is I, I thought about that because you know when my sister got me a flower like a flower um, like a, a just a present when she last came to see me and I think what it is for a lot of mental health people anyway because it's obviously a mental health show that we're talking about mainly is that I think it's because if you work on a plant, you see the results, mm-hmm. whereas a depressed person can't see a fix to their situation. Yeah. Whereas if you continue to work on a plant, you get results every single mm-hmm. day by the progress that you yeah. make by looking after it. So by in a roundabout way, I think mm-hmm. subconsciously it, it makes you realize that like if you continue to work on yourself, eventually it'll grow and get better. It's like it's um, like the definition of fruition in, in yeah. literal terms because yeah. you watch something grow and then perhaps that's something that, that they can connect with and, and because depressed people go as well, yeah. how many times do you go because I've done this where a depressed person goes I d- I d- what's the point yeah. where, like nothing's going to change yeah. whereas you, as you just said you literally see a change by, by you see the fruits um, of your fruits of your labour yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're so poetic on this show yeah. <laughs> um, anyway um, we need to stop for ads but a huge thank you for coming on it's been an thank absolute pleasure um, is there any have you, are can you I on the can say one thing last yeah. thing about a guest because you were nominated a local hero aren't you <laughs> go on tell us you've got, you've got the platform please tell us uh, yeah so recently um, I was put forward for um, a campaign um, which is uh, together, together we are stronger. stronger which you might have seen up and around bus stops and stuff like that um, around the city and so 
Yeah, I was nominated out of uh, one of nine people to tell my story and, and you know, what um, what I love about the city and um, my work at Western Women and Girls Centre. So mm-hmm. it was um, quite a proud moment, I guess. I'm not usually one for the spotlight, but... Um, Neither are we, are we? Don't know what you're talking about. Nice <laughs> to um, be able to tell the story and... Um, I've yeah. had a lot of feedback, which has been quite nice. I'm sure. Time. I hope this audience is thinking the same as me, as I'm really wanting to go. I'm holding on to a hero for the end of the night. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to be fast. I've got to be strong. You don't have to find that in your yeah, playlist. Yeah, I, I, hopefully I don't, I don't think it's on, unfortunately. No. But, but that's that's fantastic, and congratulations well done, then. Yeah. Um, that That's a great... That that really reinforces that what you're doing makes makes a lot of sense. And because, you know, as we as we touched on throughout your interview, is that, oh, as you mentioned in the interview, is that we, we are based on you know community charities that like you know decided to do this project as a community mm-hmm. so it, it, we understand the power it brings just to basically the collective spirit which is what we talk about all the time is that if you put your minds together and come up with an idea it is actually possible to happen i think that's a really nice way to end yeah. um just to let people know are you are you are you around on the interwebs can people Absolutely. find you um we are on there in various guises but um on facebook west end women and girls center has a page um, correct West End um, Community Bakery also, as well as Edible Elzik. So give us a follow and keep on. I think in future shows we can, like, you know, plug in for a, a pasty or a pie. For <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sponsored by the bakery. We've tried everywhere else to turn this down. Uh, yeah. these, we're just like in the radio. These muffins <laughs> are delicious. <laughs> Crack. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> No, they're not just any muffins. <laughs> they're eminent. <laughs> Other supermarkets are available. Uh, anyway, huge thank you. Uh, thanks so much for coming on. And uh, yeah, we're going to take a break for ads. And then we too, our next guest is going to come on in a second. Uh, but we're going to take a break right now. And then we'll be right back on Mentally Sound right here on Spice FM 98.8 FM. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Spice FM 98.8 FM. Welcome to your Community Announcement Answer Machine. To broadcast your Community Announcement on Spice FM free of charge, call 0191273988. Select Option 3 and record your message. No more messages. Spice FM 98.8 FM
Everybody, welcome back to Mentally Sound right here on Spice FM 98.8 FM. I'm of course Stephen Hesse, and with obviously my good friend Ricky. And a huge thank you to how do you say her? What was her name? Joshurin. Joshurin. Yeah. yeah. Okay, me and my dyslexia, I can't read. Joshurin. Joshurin. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. She was really, really interesting, awesome. um, and that was really, really fun. And obviously, if you are, um, as she mentioned, just in case you missed it, is it, that what I liked about it, it was it were all age ranges as well. So if you are a woman or a girl in particular need, and they, you know, she only gave a brief synopsis of a few things that yeah. they do. Um, so obviously, if that sounds interesting, please do go on their like Facebook page um, or drop into their centre. Yeah. Um, so if you type in. Um, you know, West End Women and Girls Centre, you'll find it on it's the It's a great building, it's not hard to miss when yes. you go along well elsewhere. Yeah, exactly, you, yeah. You'll not so, miss it. No. Yeah, totally, true. So, anyway, yeah, um, as uh, we said to Ricky, we'll do mental health news at the top of the hour, and me, me and him will catch up about the Parkinson um, yeah. lecture that we went to at the um, Costa Coffee. Next to the university. Um, yeah. yeah, next to St. Mary's part of, Face. part of cafe culture. Yes, yeah. which they do a whole bunch of lectures and stuff, <laughs> and we went because Ricky suggested it, being that my mum has Parkinson's, and it was really, really interesting interesting so on mental health news um if ricky reminds me we can discuss what we thought of it because we both went and it was really fun but as we touched on we have our second guest waiting very patiently um her name is ritu and she knows ricky which we've just <laughs> said um uh, which we just said in between the break that we're not allowed to discuss it uh, <laughs> but yeah so we will say like i guess the most obvious thing well hello first of hello. all um thank you so much for being on the show um it's no problem at all um I guess so we can get it out of the way, then we can talk about the work that you do. Just how do you know them? Because that, 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 I think the audience needs to know. Yeah. I think me. that's a question that um, Ricky can answer. I suppose. <laughs> he probably knows a little bit more than me. So, yeah. so her Herbie, um, I mean, uh, him and his brother, we used to be mates like back in the 90s. Okay. Played football together. They, used to right. live in the, they lived in the West End. Okay. And we were there all the time having sleepovers. They were, they were our best oh, mates. That's cool. And, you know, as as typical in life, then you kind of lose touch and lose ground. And then inevitably something happens like a wedding and yeah. then you see each other again. Yeah. By that time, uh, they were married. So I got to Aww. meet Ritu for the first time. Yeah. Very pleasant. Isn't it, isn't it lovely when it all works out? I, I, I like hearing that. Um, but yeah, obviously, um, as we are, so uh, not just that, obviously, the family reunion happened. But um, <laughs> but, al- but also it's to talk about Keelman's uh, school that you're involved in, which is yes. special needs. So um, um, I guess the most obvious thing to start with, I know Ricky will obviously have some stuff to, to ask you question-wise. But um, so how are you involved in that? Like, what is your role in that? So I'm a teacher um, mm-hmm. to children who have special needs, mm-hmm. um, very different um, learning difficulties that okay. they have yeah. um, and the school age range is from three years old right up to post 16 right, so okay. what we try to do is really try to um, nurture the children first and foremost but we do have a curriculum okay. um, that we follow uh, to teach the pupils um, not only the curriculum but life skills as well so by the time they get to post 16 they are able to um, just be as independent as possible, look mm-hmm. after themselves, go to work, perhaps live on their own, um, access the community. Um, and we try as teachers and as a team, a multidisciplinary team of nurses, social workers, um, health staff to um, to enable the pupils to do that and Brilliant. have a life of their own. 
that's really really fascinating um i've always i've always wondered because i guess my obvious reaction to that is when you said that you do a curriculum because i don't know a huge amount about special needs schools and like so how if you can describe because i'm i'm my curious mind is that how does it differentiate between like a how how best the phrase is like a regular school is kind of mainstream school yeah that's the yeah. best way of saying it yeah um, how is it different i'm actually glad you've asked that because okay. a lot of people um have a perception that a special needs school is almost like childcare. Okay. Um, and yes, there are the range of pupils could be severe learning difficulties to very profound and multiple learning difficulties. Yeah. So yes, on that extreme um, end, you will have pupils who perhaps are wheelchair bound. Um, they don't have mobility. They don't have speech. Um, and communication is obviously very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can understand how there's a perception that. Um, it's childcare. It's actually not. So what every pupil has access to is um, the curriculum. So that includes English, maths, science. Mm-hmm. We do PE. We have a hydrotherapy pool. So we do swimming every week as well. That's great. And this is for all the pupils. Yeah. Um, and within those lessons, we learn everything. My next topic, for example, is ancient Egypt. And we will be <sighs> studying the Egyptians and how how they lived and the country. And I think what it is is the differentiation comes because we make it a very multi-sensory learning experience. Yeah. Um, so for that, we might be having um, Egyptian food. We might be going on a trip um, mm-hmm. to highlight something similar to pyramids. Uh, we just do everything on a very multi-sensory level for the pupils to be able to understand yeah. um, the topic that we're teaching yeah I'm, I'm really pleased i asked that because yeah I, I i actually think i mean because i'm assuming you're going to understand when we say i guess with a show that the type of show that we do we kind of do try and deal with the stereotypes because yeah. i think what you said i think makes a great deal <clears throat> of sense because if you've not got a special needs child or i mean we've, we've had you know several we've had parents with people with special needs and all this kind of thing on the show before so it's not a topic we haven't mm-hmm. dealt with or talked about i think is a better way of saying it um um but it's just as you said, I think it's just the the. the I, I'm glad you asked you answered that because I think the stereotype is. Uh, my, my brain went to. I'm, my, my assumption is that it is kind of. I think people do kind of go, oh, it's a school for childcare. Because I remember the reason I asked that because we were we're honest on this show. The reason I asked that is because um, my middle school um, became a, a special needs school when it got mm. burnt down, and I remember like. And, you know, I, I I think my parents are really, you know, very liberal and very, like, you know, understanding. But a lot of people went, oh, it's just a special... It's just that yeah. that was the reaction, you know, a lot of people around my mom's area, like, kind of said. So that's the reason mm-hmm. I asked it. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you said it. So I, I'm sure Ricky's got some... Let's fire away with Ricky with them questions. Have you got... <laughs> fire away. Um, well, one thing that me and Ritu have in common, I think, was one of the first conversations we talked about, because you originally had a design background. So I'm interested yeah. in your journey from design to oh, teaching. Um, that that's another interesting question because um, growing up, I always knew I wanted to do something charitable, um, and that was my very personal desire. So whether that was just donating money to charity or doing mm-hmm. um, runs and things like that to raise money, um, to actually wanting to go abroad and work mm-hmm. at an orphanage um, or a hospice or disabled children, um, it was always a massive desire. Um, yeah. That was on a personal level, but then on a school and professional level, for some reason, my um, design desire 
took over, I guess, um, and you have to study. And I studied design. I did product design at university at Bournemouth. Um, but that niggling, I need to do more, mm-hmm. didn't go away. Yeah. Um, so following that, um, I got myself a job as a uh, quantity surveyor. Mm-hmm. I landed it, really. I could read working drawings. I then went into building roads, bridges, calculating concrete. Wow. The most boring um, profession, unfortunately. <laughs> Some boring. Um, <laughs> but but really, it was there. Um, priorities change. I'd obviously got married. I've got two children. Um, and going away to build this hospital was very unlikely. Uh-huh. Anyway, long story short, um, the opportunity came to go into teaching um, and I always knew it would be for children with special needs. Mm -hmm. I did two years in mainstream, um, wasn't my thing, um, but I worked my way into mainstream school and I've been teaching there for um, eight years now. And that desire to help has has been achieved. Mm. I'm I'm doing that every day. I'm seeing my children grow, learn. Um, mm-hmm. I, I lo- love them. I'm passionate about them. I'm so happy to see them every day. Yeah. And yes, it's a cliche, but it is so rewarding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm so happy. Yeah, because I was thinking that, you know, because I'm very much a listen and ask questions type interviewer. And I always find myself going, and I was going, isn't this a really obvious thing to say, but you've kind of answered it already because... I'm saying this for the benefit of the audience, but the, one of the wonderful things about interviewing people, which I've done a long time, is that you can hear, you can see the passion when you talk yeah. about something, and like that clearly comes across when you're talking about it. Because I was going to ask you the obvious thing, like, like as in this is a ten minute, well, it is a ten minute interview, but just going, do you find it fulfilling? And it's yeah, quite obvious it that obvious, you kind of do. Yeah, but I actually yeah. do. Yeah. I actually think it. I've got yeah. the best job. Kind of like yeah. the questions here at the end of a sports match, you know, the kind of Indian boring. Yeah, yeah. So you played well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man of, man of the match, that's why you're interviewing us. Wait, did he play well? Yeah, well, duh. Uh, yeah, I know. That's why I was trying to avoid them sort of things. But it is, It. it I mean, I guess when people do listen to radio shows, though, I think the reason that people ask that is they go, well, is it something they ultimately want to do? But I, but I guess in your case, it's obvious because it is such a, a specific mm. thing. Um, but um, I wanted to ask you because uh, me and my girlfriend were talking about this. One of our, one of my, me and my girlfriend's goals is to learn sign language. And mm-hmm. so I was curious to know, um, because again, the, 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 I guess what makes your job unique is did you have to learn specific stuff for your job like do you know sign do you have to learn like sign language and because I imagine like as you described everyone you've got different special needs for different people so you're going to have to learn specific stuff so what did you end up having to do yes so you you do have to have um specific techniques Mm -hmm. um, for the range of pupils so yes it's not British sign language that's used in special schools it's Makaton okay um so yes I sign when I'm Can you speaking. explain what that is for listeners? Uh, Makaton is a form of sign language, um, but it's a very simplified version. It's yeah. international, yeah. so right. um, a lot of the schools will understand Makaton. Mm-hmm. Um, children from a, literally three years old can start to understand Makaton. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just using your hands to, to yes. symbolise in a very basic form where mm-hmm. British sign language, I think, spells mm-hmm. things out. Mm-hmm. Yes. Whereas it's all about it, it, using fingers and stuff, it is, whereas it's, it's all about, yeah, I, I, I've that, read it right about I've this. put my hands together yeah. as a pointy roof uh-huh. is home. Yes. Yeah. You know, so things yeah. are quite quite easy for yeah. children uh-huh. to understand. So there's that, and we also use something called PECS, Picture Exchange Communication, um, because obviously for pupils with no speech, 
they use symbols and pictures in order to communicate. Yeah, and yeah. we try and build up sentences. So from one symbol of snack, we might then, after a few years perhaps, is build up to I would like a banana, please. Yes. Um, and build their communication in that respect. Um, yeah. Communication aids, obviously, we use as well um, to be with the times. Um, touch switches, so pupils are able to switch. Press a switch if they have very little mm. mobility. Um, press a switch that can then have a voice communication um, back to you. So there's a lot of things you need to know yeah. um, to communicate with I'm, the kids. I'm but I'm more so, you just need to be able to um, love them, I think. Yeah. Um, and not have a stiff, yeah. hard attitude. You yeah. really need to just be on their level. Um, Do they respond better when you nurture them in that way then? Do you see more? Most definitely most definitely what other job is there <coughs> where you can walk in and the children say oh, i've missed you mm -hmm. and give you a cuddle in the morning and be sad to go on their school holidays i mean it is the best thing yeah. so yeah. at the moment i've got it, seven boys yeah it doesn't it do, i mean to me it reinforces what mainstream schools are not doing yeah. <laughs> which is embracing the actual point of being there i mm -hmm. think i think that actually reinforces that by it's the way it's completely yeah. different yeah. yeah yes we do yeah. a curriculum yes we do assessments mm. Um, and we have to feed that back to um, the local authority, but it is all about the children. Yeah, which I, which yeah, I think is sadly lacking. Given your design background, we've touched mm -hmm. on before. Yeah, and, and what I noticed in, in the school, on the, looking on their website, there's a lot of creative therapies. You mentioned some of them before. So, do you ever get the opportunity to sort of, um, I don't know, suggest ideas, knowing that what creativity can do to people? Is that something you get? an opportunity to do in your, in your work? I do, which is another um, <coughs> brilliant thing. So I get to fulfil that sort of arty side of things as well. Yeah. Um, that's in respect to um, the school um, displays um, I do. And I've got this fascination with doing 3D displays at the moment. Yeah. So all the pupils help. And I do displays at work. Um, I've written a poem for the school as well. Um, and the head allowed that to be mounted um, a huge, a huge piece of work um, with the support of the pupils, mm -hmm. um, and that was mounted in the school. And then taking it beyond, like I was saying, multisensory, I use um, my cultural knowledge mm -hmm. to host things. So every time it's Diwali, um, I'll do Indian food tasting, um, dress ups, um, incense sticks for the smells, you know, the music, and it's again, it's it's a, a range of things mm -hmm. that all the pupils can then um, connect to whatever their yeah. ability. Tell us more about the um, the range of therapies, but things like sensory rooms for your autistic um, pupils and so forth. So the weekly timetable will consist of the core subjects, obviously, um, and we do uh, science experiments, um, look at the human body. It might be um, literacy, but at the same time, the pupils have time out for um, soft play. Uh, there's mm -hmm. a lot of uh, spatial sort of awareness and techniques that they can learn from that. Mm -hmm. We have a hydrotherapy pool, so they go swimming once a week, um, hoists and things to allow every pupil to take part in in that as well. And we have something called rebound therapy, which listen is... Listen to this one, by the way. It's, a, it's a trampoline set in the floor. Um, so again, pupils with no um, mobility or wheelchair bound are able to then have a bouncing therapy to increase their muscle tone on a oh, on a trampoline, yeah. um, and just be out of their wheelchairs. We have standers, we have hoists, like I said, um, we have different types of bean bags, um, we have massage. Um, and something called Tap Pack, which is a desensitization um, mm. program, so music and different equipment like maybe um, 
a, a spiky brush or a sponge or feathers and that's sort of um, with the music moved up and down the body for the pupil to be able to desensitize to different sensations mm -hmm. so that's part of the curriculum as much as is maths and science yeah that's fascinating and what a, what a fascinating but doesn't subject. that sort of break the stereotype what we yeah. said before about special needs schools because you want to think that kind of thing goes on within within well uh, well I, I guess it's just people pleading ignorance isn't it yeah. i mean we've got the opportunity to actually ask you like that's the thing and i mean I, I think it's just people's frame of minds because I don't necessarily because I, I, I as I was touching on I don't have the approach of well it's just the thing I'm going I'm assuming it's needed that's my approach but then obviously now to dissect it I guess I don't deal with assumptions so I don't assume anything because I don't know anything whereas I think the problem with some members of society is they just go well it must be this and then put people in a box which is exactly why we do this show because I think when people don't understand they put you in a nice little box and go it must be this um, but it's nice to it's really wonderful to hear and as I pointed out earlier I think the the overriding fascination about you talking about this and I think as I said because um, I, I forgot to say this but um, I did loads of teaching stuff uh, that was my original career plan um, as I did teaching and it was funny because I, I, I never said this when you said it but when you went oh I did it a couple of years and um, that was pretty much my uh, beginning as I did that and went it's no really way. is not what I want to <laughs> no. do um, no. you know as, as I keep joking with a cousin of mine who works in the primary school I went that's the only way I would ever do school is primary school because other than that, it's like uh, learning to read and write. I think is the only thing that school does that's any good. <laughs> <laughs> and then everything else is all like. Although when you said Agent Egypt, I went, "Can I go to that class? I want to learn. I want to learn about Agent Egypt. That's I, what I read in my spare time." But uh, that sounds amazing. So, um, th I mean, congratulations. I, I know that sounds really strange, but like, just, I mean, th that's great that you do something very fulfilling. And like, yeah. Thank you. and I hope that. Um, I hope the whole point of us doing this show is to get someone like yourself to realise that like it we're all we're all different but we're all the same at the same time and it's all about being part of all one mm -hmm. society as opposed to you know anything else. Is there anything you want to add? Yeah, yeah, and I think that is really necessary necessary to get the word out about yeah. what it is because it's just in the news today, like you mentioned in the previous interview, that there's current news about certain topics and it's just come out in the news today um, that. Um, some children have vandalized a special school oh. they have um they've graffitied the playground um well, with yeah. expletives oh. about disabled children yeah like, and it oh, just goes to show God. people in society still haven't moved forward yeah, enough. yeah yeah because if it is children you can say okay they're juveniles but surely parenting has comes into that equation which means we still need to go mm. back to mm. certain generation to uh, make people aware mm. of exactly what it is and just have some appreciation for it mm. um which like you're saying it's a fantastic thing to do it is but it's really upsetting that some people still don't understand yeah i mean th i'm glad you said that because i mean that that's what i find really strange because i remember when we were growing up i'm now 30 and when i was growing up in the 90s essentially um I remember if I did anything wrong, it was like the approach was is that they told your parents and your parents were responsible. Like I, I always find now that whenever you, it's, it's always like, well, what are we going to do about the child? And and I, and I think what you said 
is a much more understanding, like, because it's a complex thing to go, well, they've got that attitude from somewhere. You yeah. don't just, you don't just decide because not, I never decided to do that and you never decided to do that and you never decided to do that. And I know that just through communicating with you is, is that, so we must have got brought up in such an environment where we knew that was wrong. Yeah, um, it's so so the fact that we've done that. I mean, we talk about. I mean, I know this is going to sound really trivial, but we comment all the time because we're talking about mental health. Quite honest on this show, and having people coming on, and we talk about our personal experience. I find this the most worrying. I find about human beings is that it's now the twenty first century, and yet mental health, which everybody ha- has to deal with. It's just still an off topic that mm-hmm. you can't bring up in a regular conversation. No. Yet we, it, it, I don't understand because it's something we all deal with every single day of our lives, and yet we refuse to. The majority of people go like because we talk about we've been looking after each other as moms, and my mom, who's seventy two, is only really ultimately dealing with her issues like mentally now because she's now like on her own. Going, I have to deal with it now because it's all about distracting yourself. It's not about you know yeah. dealing with what's in here so um you know um i think news like that when you hear about yeah. mentalism and stuff i think even though we're talking about it a lot more news like that just goes to show that there's still a long way to go yeah to change hearts and but in but in fair uh, what I, but i guess to, to play devil's advocate is um in some cases we are getting better um i, I do mm-hmm. think um but as you say it's 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 making sure that we reinforce that that's not right yeah um, and, and i think that know. that like i said it comes from parents perhaps so yeah. my daughter who's nine now um we uh put her name down for a nursery northern counties which is a nursery based in jesmond which mm-hmm. is an inclusive nursery so it's got mainstream pupils as well as um disabled and special mm-hmm. needs pupils all right and so we deliberately um put her name there for her to be able to from a nursery age grow up and see that there are um differences and be able to respect that yeah, and appreciate yeah. Yeah. that that's a great um, idea so yeah. that that's where she started and yeah. now she's got the sort of um desire herself to be uh-huh. helpful charitable um compassionate yeah you know and mm-hmm. i think that that starts from parenting yeah um and you only ever when you're ever grown up and you have all these essentially discriminatory stuff which doesn't make sense is it's usually like rhetoric that you've heard once before yeah you know so it's usually a parent if a parent responds in a negative manner you issue like it, it depending on how young you are you know if you're under 10 let's say you you assume that's okay because yeah. so that's you, really uh, cool you know. you're doing that with yeah. your daughter because it reminds me of the interview we did with christine you know when yeah yeah because her autistic son wasn't getting invited to other oh. kids did you hear about that it was yes. a social media yes. thing that's we had right. her on the yes. show yeah yeah. yeah yeah hats off to you brilliant yeah yeah thank it's you very good, much good parent yeah. unfortunately parents, we need to stop for ads now because we're at the top of the hour but huge thank you for coming on that was really fun thank you um really inspiring as well like i mean you said how do i follow the previous interview and i think you've <laughs> yeah, yeah. So well, so. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. We've all done our job. Let's pat, self pat on the back. <laughs> anyway, a huge thank you, um, uh, Ritu, for coming on. It was a real pleasure. Thank you. Um, right, we're going to stop for ads now. Uh, we Are we going to do mental health news after? Because we have a guest waiting. So we'll do it in a uh, guest now, maybe? We'll discuss in the break. Okay. Yeah, but we'll take a break. We might be doing mental health news or we might have a guest on now, but we could yeah. do mental health news uh, later on if we want. But we're going to take a break now for ads because we're now at the top of the hour. We're here for the next hour here on Mentally Sound, right here on Spice of M98.8 FM. But we'll be right back now with uh, Tracy Chapman's Fast Car and some ads, and we'll be back right in the studio after this 24 hours a day 7 days a week Spice FM 98.8 FM 
मैं निकला ओ गड्डी लेके नवी गड्डी नवी गड्डी नवी गड्डी ओ वेखी अमड़िया मेरी नवी गड्डी वाह चाचा एनी वधिया नवी गड्डी किथो तू लेके आया ओ किस्ता ते लईया जस्सी ते क्रिस ने अपनी नवी कंपनी खोली या फाइनेंस कंपनी मैं उना को गया और उना ने गल कीती उना ने मेनू रंगे रोवर देती ओ चाचा पर तेरा ता रिकॉर्ड ही इन्ना माड़ा वा ओ कोई गल नहीं तू जाके उना ने गल कर ओ सारेया नु क्रेडिट लेके दे सकदे नवी गड्डी नवी गड्डी नवी गड्डी चाचा रंगे रोवर नहीं Range Rover. Acha, bale bale. If you've been refused car credit, then come and see our finance team at WeFinanceYouForMore.com. Call Jesse on 0800-917-8013. Visit our Scotswood Road showroom or log on at WeFinanceYouForMore.com. Main nikla o gaddi leke o raste par o sadak mein ek mod a. The Glasses Factory stocks men's, ladies and kids' glasses in the biggest brands like Armani, Ray-Ban and Police to name but a few. Why not take advantage of the Glasses Factory two-for-one offers from £60? See for yourself. The Glasses Factory, 498 Westgate Road, Newcastle. Call 0191 273 8460. Log on at glassesfactory.co.uk or search us out on Facebook. Same old radio sound. <sighs> then you need vibrant radio. Spice up your life. Spice FM, 98.8 FM. Speed so fast, I felt like I was drunk. 
Everybody, welcome back to Mentally Sound on Spice FM 98.8 FM. That was obviously Tracy Chapman with Fast Car. Um, huge thank you to Ritu, um, obviously friend, uh, relative of Ricky. That was a really interesting interview, and I hope you find it she as inspiring. Not to have spoke before. <laughs> <but it sounded laughs> really, uh, How many times has that happened? Have we have a, with we have a guest on who goes, "I'm really shy." He just asks <laughs> us questions, and then we just sit there and they don't shut up. Um, it's so great, but in a great, in a good way, in a good way, in a good way. Uh, this but, is our um, show. Yeah, this is our it's show. Not yours. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but it, no, but it's 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 great. I, I I'm me and Ricky say this all the time behind the scenes. If the guests talk, then we're doing our job. Like yeah. that, that's how I. It's that's how I see it. It was a pleasure seeing them put yeah. them in that role. Which yeah, because she's all like, do, yeah. "What question are you going to ask?" Or whatever. Which is like, yeah. "We'll just go with it, whatever." And then she's like, "That's a good question." And I'm not like, you know, whatever one says a good question, I'm just going to go. I'm going to retire. <laughs> I'm going to retire. <laughs> I, I find. Done, yeah, it took us ten years. That's a good question. <laughs> Like I'm now done. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Uh, anyway, but um, but yeah, who's thank you to Ritu and obviously to Joharin yeah. um so far. And so what we're gonna do because very kindly Aga, who's our guest, who's waiting very patiently, um, 
uh, we thought we'd uh, talk to her now um, because and we'll do mental health news at half past yeah. um, because it makes no sense to make uh, our guests wait 20 minutes and you know we'll do mental health news it'll just be a little bit later um, so a huge welcome to Agatha to the show welcome hello hello um, I'm so excited because we, we um, it was fascinating during the break we were talking about all sorts of wonderful stuff obviously we're going to talk about the Shia Start Children's Centre which is what you're part of West uh, the West one um, yeah so we'll talk about your job in a second mm-hmm. but we were wonderfully talking about because I make that joke of I'm dyslexic and our full first name I couldn't say properly so we would get, so the game we were playing was I was trying to guess how to say it um, and you, you very kindly said you were Polish um, so to me the obvious question because people are going to hear it in your voice mm-hmm. is so uh, where are you from in Poland exactly? uh, from Poznań uh, okay Middle West okay uh, because um, I actually forgot to say to you during the break as well, I have been to Poland. All right. Oh. Which, when, uh, when exactly? Uh, um, uh, if not for a great reason. Uh, well, for a good reason is in it was a historical one. But um, like we went for a school trip to go to a concentration camp there. Right. Um, yeah. So, but um, but it was a it was a beautiful country. I, I say that all the time. Um, you know. So um, that's the reason I wanted to bring it up is because um, I I can't remember exactly where I was, but um. It, it the, I remember the people who looked after us were like unbelievably nice, and the food was nice as well. Um, because they, I, I wish I remember what it was. Maybe you can tell me. But we got given a Polish dish, uh-huh. and it did have potatoes in. I know that much. <laughs> and it, but it was all like, <laughs> which I remember. Bear, bear with me. I mean, I hope you take no offense. But I was like. 12 or something yeah. and I remember going it's just a pile of mush but it was one of the like the greatest things I've ever had <laughs> it, and it had potatoes in it I know that much and I think sausages it was like a sort of sausage and mashy type thing yeah. um, but it was apparently like a Polish dish do you have any idea what I'm referring to? Um, Not really you could have yeah. uh, potatoes mashed potatoes with, oh, uh, it could have just been a Polish way of doing it to be yeah. honest potatoes <laughs> comes with a Polish dinner in Poland okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's the potato, not right, not fast, you just had the Polish sausage Yes. Yeah. yeah, I'm yeah. going. It was like a Polish legacy. Yeah, and she's going. Yeah, yeah. that's probably what the everything. yeah, that's probably what the Polish person was going down. Going, it's it's sausage and mash, Stephen. Would you yeah. stop being so like uh, yeah. Yeah. just a delicacy? Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, but it's fantastic, fascinating. So, how did you end up? Um, obviously, as I said, we'll get to your job. So, how did you end up in in England? What's the story there? All right, in England, actually, I end up uh, coming uh, two years ago from. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, two years ago uh, from Scotland. Ah, <laughs> ah. Yeah. But uh, place, I'm yeah. sure that initially you are asking how did I end up here yes, in the UK. In you, yeah. uh, so uh, I initially went to Edinburgh mm-hmm. and that was 13 years ago, uh-huh. pretty much. And I went uh, uh, after work and uh, better life, uh, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh. Which uh, in Poland, I finished uh, physical education. Mm-hmm. So I'm a teacher, a yeah. profession. I always wanted to teach. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Poland at that time, when I was finishing my studies, there was uh, uh, not many places in schools to uh, for teachers to get jobs. Yeah. Uh, the only jobs available uh, for me at that time uh, would be uh, sales assistants uh, of uh, medical, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just medicines uh, going mm-hmm. to. Uh, pharmacies and hospitals and so mm-hmm. on. I went for an interview and I, at the very end, I laughed very much because I was thinking, what am I even go- doing here? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to sell people things. I want to give them some education. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't want knowledge. Yeah. That's what I want to sell. I don't want to mm. sell things. So there was no jobs. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
Apart from that, uh, as we point is a very Catholic country, I'm mm-hmm. gay, uh, so mm-hmm. being there and being yourself, mm-hmm. uh, very difficult. Okay, to, yeah. Uh, very difficult to live your life the way you want to live it. Okay. So, yeah, just uh, a friend ended up in uh, Edinburgh, said I can come uh, and stay with uh, her for a while. Uh, that's right. So, mm. that's what I did. Yeah. I came mm-hmm. over with a few pounds in my pocket and uh, just... Good for you. I, 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 you know, amazing. Uh, yeah, I always admire people who do that because... Because um, that that that's you know I say to my girlfriend all the time and it kind of like you know the whole idea about being grateful because like you know we we've not been in your situation where yeah. you have to move or you yeah. feel like you're being you know judged for your you know your your sexuality or something yeah. like that. I mean, mm-hmm. can I ask? Because it's kind of a curious thing because uh-huh. you know I, I know quite a lot of you know pro gay person mm-hmm. and all this kind of thing i have gay friends and like and and you know what are the things i like i mean the gay community in newcastle is really good mm-hmm. um you know i often say on a night out the best places to go are in gay bars <laughs> like and I, I say that with yeah. complete confidence like uh-huh. they're the funnest places to be in yeah. even for you know I'm, I'm heterosexual but it doesn't to me it doesn't matter they're really super nice so i mean uh-huh. I, how's your experience been you know obviously let's use newcastle as an example like i mean from a sexuality point of view is it is it comfortable for you do you yeah, feel like you're being treated well yeah Absolutely. Um, From the very beginning, really, in, yeah. uh, in UK, you can, uh, you're still gonna get, you know, working. Uh, I always worked in uh, deprived areas, working with difficult uh, youth or mm-hmm. uh, uh, children, uh, and mm-hmm. you're always gonna get a little bit of abuse there. Of course, you yeah. Know? yeah. Mm-hmm. You're always gonna be called names, and they yeah. can call you whatever comes first. Yes. But, you know? mm-hmm. uh, so that could be. Polish and gay. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. First for me. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, being able to, you know, go to work and when someone yeah. is asking you, so how was your weekend? So you can say, well, I've been with my girlfriend uh, yeah. at the cinema instead of saying yeah. I've been reading at mm-hmm. home mm-hmm. because I cannot say that I've been yeah. with my girlfriend in the cinema. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that just makes your life so much easier. You don't have to lie continuously. And you're 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 empowered. Different you feel empowered. Oh, yes, yeah. absolutely. That's free. Fantastic. You know, yeah. free I mean, be who I am yeah. here in, New- uh, in Newcastle and uh, in UK as such uh, and be able to live my mm. life and you know, mm. share it with yeah people. i could tell you a really quick story about um because um th- this always touched me when i tell the story unfortunately my friend passed away through cancer mm. but um he had a um uh, an iranian uh, wife mm-hmm. and she had like uh, basically like emigrated because of the fact that she didn't want an arranged marriage and all this kind of thing yeah. and he told me this wonderful story a few years ago about and it but it was like it shows the hardship and the stress you have to go through if you're like sort of in a situation like you just described because they had to have different phone numbers because she had uh, like different um uh, phones for our family to ring so she could answer so he basically ignored that phone and so she would answer it because she had to basically lie for a long time and say she she was an engineer so they met in austria yeah. um it's like one of those like hollywood stories yeah, i said yeah, they yeah. should make this into a film because it sounded it was the most romantic story i've ever been told because they met in vienna because he they were talking on the internet like secretly they met in vienna because she had a conference there so he paid for a ticket to go and see her mm-hmm. and then when they he then went 
uh, come to Newcastle, she found a job at Siemens, the the, the engineer's yep. place, so she ended up working there. Um, and she told her parents, like, oh, it's an opportunity for me. Like, it's really good for my career. And she could have went anywhere. She went there for him. And so they ended up living together. And so they had separate phones for things. So whenever that phone went off, and I went, that sounds a bit like the bat, the bat, the bat, the bat, the bat phone. Like, like um, the Gordon, Gordon's there bringing up Batman going, there's a problem. Like, the red button. Do not pick that up. Uh, like, wait for Batman. Like, yeah. Uh, th- th- that's the way I jokingly referred it to. But, yeah. But in all seriousness, they they said the stress of like yeah. not the, the the whole living a lie aspect of it I think yeah. is the worst aspect yeah. of it so right. that's the reason I brought it up because I imagine like that's just completely how wonderful just to go tell the truth yeah, yeah, you know exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I did that. yeah, yeah that's what I did what's the big yeah, deal exactly. I mean I went yeah, to the pictures yeah. with yeah. my girlfriend what yeah. does it matter yeah, yeah. Exactly. 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 Anyway. Uh, no. anyway but thank you for talking about that that was really mm. just you know because we're all we're all pro like you know we, we love people for who they are on this show yeah. so like mm. I'm glad I'm, you know this has been a great like uplifting show now I want to like run a marathon now well like let's go guys let's go let's go for a drink afterwards let's just do it but yeah anyway so we'll talk about your work because that's obviously why you're here um, so you can tell us a bit about what you do, just um, in a in a in a roundabout way, I guess. Uh, uh, right. So currently, I am working for well, Sure Start uh, mm-hmm. West, which uh, uh, right now is uh, changing a name a little bit. We call ourselves uh, fam- uh, Community Family Hub West. Okay. Uh, so uh, I work in Benwell, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I work as a well, the full. Uh, Title uh, is Family Participation and Information Worker, which pretty much means I'm an outreach worker. Okay. And in my role, I got a specific role just because of my uh, language skills okay. and uh, uh, knowledge of mm-hmm. the culture. Yes. So uh, I do predominantly work with uh, Eastern Europeans, mm-hmm. and that will be Polish people, Czech, and Slovaks. Mm-hmm. So these are my uh, groups of interest. Uh, really. So. Uh, the idea of Sure Start obviously is to support uh, families uh, to have a, a, just a better life, mm-hmm. really, uh, and support families with young children so the children get the best start in life. Yeah, because the remit from Sure Start, from my, from my, from what I read, so mm-hmm. it was a scheme I think came in the late nineties, uh, mm-hmm. the, the then yeah. government, and as you quite rightly said, it was, it was designed so that children, specifically from deprived areas, get yeah. the best start in life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so yeah. Um, but we we've, we've talked about cuts before in the, in the show, and cuts, I know cuts. we in our own personal conversations talk mm-hmm. about. It. So, can you describe the recent impact that it's had in 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 the West End and how you've had to deal with these things? Well, uh, cuts as you're saying everywhere. Uh, yeah. It uh, uh, includes uh, sure stuff mm-hmm. as well. So mm-hmm. uh, we do have just less and less sessions, yeah. and the sessions are more and more. Uh, yeah. instead of inclusive so sometime yeah. uh, at the very beginning mm-hmm. uh, it was for everyone uh, yeah. then they uh, moved into a postcode uh, and <laughs> uh, postcode areas mm-hmm. uh, and uh, only these people can access now uh, mm-hmm. the uh, service uh, mm-hmm. we had a lot of sessions just even recently, just two years ago when I joined, we had mm-hmm. m- many more sessions uh, yeah. run than now, mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. You know, That's this great. new term mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. we're going to have, well, we barely have any uh, sessions uh, in uh, Adelaide Terrace. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got few sessions around, mm-hmm. but it's, it, it is decreasing. Uh, so that's an impact. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, all the idea of uh, uh, new benefit system, mm-hmm. you know, um, 
the uh, universal credit uh, is uh, having a huge impact on mm-hmm. our families. Uh, so yeah, a lot of people waiting, yeah, waiting, and yeah, delays, yeah. and all this yeah, kind of thing, which yeah. is uh, just bizarre. Uh, yeah. yeah, lack of understanding as well. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and both uh, uh, people who are applying and people who uh, are actually uh, making decisions. Yeah, uh, it's a new system for them mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. so they make more mistakes, yeah. and every mistake costs time. Yes, and that time will be without money for the families yes. who need that the most. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just so just a, an insight into the type of work you do, because I was reading some stuff online, mm-hmm. and one of the best stories I heard, but it kind of illustrates the kind of work you do. So mm-hmm. I read an example where this mother, she was illiterate, she couldn't read, and mm-hmm. the one thing she wanted to do most was to read to her child, you know, mm-hmm. stories, okay. bedtime stories. Yeah, yeah. And through going to shoe start, she achieved that, mm-hmm. and now she can do that. Yeah. But I, I imagine that's just one of a million case stories yeah. that you deal with. Yeah. Well, uh, can you give some other examples like that? Well, what we do, we do uh, not only sessions for uh, children, but we do run sessions for uh, parents. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So it is uh, parenting mm-hmm. classes, uh, but as well just uh, uh, working on employability mm-hmm. and uh, just uh, everyday uh, skills. Uh, so for uh, the groups I'm working with, uh, it's ESOL classes uh, mm-hmm. we run. Uh, functional uh, mm-hmm. language so that uh, allows people to uh, be more employable but as mm-hmm. well, you're saying read to their children because mm-hmm. if they want to stay in this country mm-hmm. uh, and they've got a two-year-old you know yeah. they want to read for their children not only in their own language but mm-hmm. soon you know help them with uh, a homework as yeah well. yeah uh, so that's important that they're going to be able yeah. to do it yeah yeah and uh, being able to go and do these classes for free mm-hmm. and in your mm-hmm. local area with mm-hmm. the access is easy yeah. And on top of that, uh, we will be one of the not many uh, services which will uh, allow uh, to bring your child mm-hmm. uh, and we will have a crash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because usually you will get mm-hmm. diesel classes, but you can't bring your child. There is no care for a child. Yeah. What do you do mm-hmm. then? Mm-hmm. So that that is making a huge mm-hmm. difference. And all the adult classes will have... Uh, Pressure. So we would do food hygiene, uh, level one, level two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that allows That's people, great. you know, mm-hmm. to get into employment easier. These uh, these uh, basic employments we, where people are really looking for, and mm-hmm. in these areas yeah. especially, yeah. when yeah. you don't have maybe lots of uh, uh, language skills, uh, yeah. you can still work in a kitchen. Yeah, no, of course, yeah. Yeah, that, that's where you're going to go. Uh, so, uh, classes like that. The loudest siren in the history of the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the police are here for the... I was here the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're the my alibi, right? I was here the whole time. <laughs> I bet it's just that it had to happen on our show. Yeah, like yeah. in previous shows, we had to have the builders. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's <laughs> a running theme Running theme of random noise. Like, I was like, let's. we'll just keep talking, we'll not acknowledge it's it. And I went, I can hear that in my damn headphones. That's how loud it is. I yeah. can hear it. I'm good. Like, <laughs> I'm like it's like we're being raided. Like, so we have yeah. to reassure listeners there's nothing to do with that. Yeah, exactly. No, what I'm no, saying, no. yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. We hear, we we hear the whole time. We hear the whole time that that, that dead body was not in the room. Yeah. What are some of the mental health challenges that you've had to deal with, Aga? Like mm. in, in some of your cases. Well, uh, just uh, you know, and and the private areas. Uh, you're going to have uh, more stress and yeah. uh, obviously uh, with people coming from other countries and uh, mm-hmm. do not uh, are n- they are not equipped uh, with yeah. uh, language skills yes. to be able to communicate well yeah. to be able to look for services yeah. uh, and to uh, just become a part of the uh, community yeah. which mm-hmm. is the most important in yeah. my mm-hmm. view yeah. uh, part of your uh, well-being uh, 
yeah you know definitely. as a part of the society yeah i mean if you can't if you can't um if you can't um express yourself where the way people can understand yeah that doesn't yeah well if you can't interact if you remain isolated it's going to have a very negative that's what i wanted to mention isolation as a second so stress which comes with just yes looking for job not being able to find job uh, uh, getting into a debt uh, not being able to pay it off not knowing where to Mm. go for help uh, Mm. you know all these things Mm. uh, plus isolation yeah where you cannot be part of the and isolation equals the loneliness and it oh, becomes yeah. and becomes a chain reaction to other things doesn't it yeah you've got anxieties then you've yeah. got all sorts of uh, and yeah. then obviously that will yeah. influence the children Absolutely. and that's where we yeah should start yeah. well yeah i was just about to say if you've got a child as well yeah if you've got a child as well you just you you like the priority is them and so that makes it even way harder as well i'm curious as well because you said about language skills because i think you i mean we always talk about lived experience here and i think the advantage is, is you've been through exactly the same thing and your english is great and i've always been fascinated to know um you know because obviously again it's all about the privilege that we have been in the country of our language like so we don't have to learn a new language did were you how was your english when you moved to scotland Uh, did you know any english at all yes so okay. I, I've been learning. My mom was very proactive. Okay. So she, uh, even in the times of, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, the uh, very early post-communist. Can someone get by with in English in Poland? Is it? Oh, well, you can. You, with young people, you will. Young speak, people, right? Yeah, okay. you will speak English uh, in every part of uh, right. uh, Poland. Mm-hmm. Really. Why did they pick that one on 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 well, TV or, or no, education or? Well, as well, but education right now. Mainly right. education. Okay. Yeah. We did have Russian as a compulsory. Yeah. Right. To right. some point, uh-huh. then it all changed into English yeah. and right now really it's English French and maybe uh, Spanish yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, Latin yeah. as well uh, German yeah. because it's close yes uh, of course yeah. well. uh, but English is the yeah. basic language because what I love yeah, about like yeah. the joke we make all, yeah it is fascinating and I you know it's one of the lazy attributes to English people that I really don't like because that one of my I, I touched on this in the previous interview mm-hmm. like me and my girlfriend had a conversation about this and, and you know, it's one of the reasons I, I'm with her is that we have similar goals and my goal has always been to learn another language because right. I think I think English, as I said English people are predominantly <laughs> lazy when it comes to that because we're fortunate the universal language of the world currently yeah. is the language we speak yeah. Yeah. so people go well why do we need to learn French because they could just get them to learn English and I'm like because language is beautiful and like different languages are really like yeah. fascinating yeah. Yeah. and like so in a way I I, I I envy you in a sense because like learning multiple stuff because as you were describing that I'm just for the benefit of the audience because obviously predominantly English speaking audience that is going to listen to this is that they'll understand the joke I make where like I learned uh, French and German up to a certain point but it's all just like I guess we'll make you learn that. <laughs> like, it's not a, you have to learn this. Like, it's really important. It's like, well, I guess you can do French and German. Because um, I got told, like, because I, I picked up French in particular quite quickly um, uh, in, when I was doing it. And so then they went, oh, you should do German as well. So I, I seem to have the tongue to learn different languages quite quickly because obviously it's a sort of inbuilt talent as well. But I just love the fact that they just go, once you reach a certain point, they just go, no, you don't really need it. Just drop it. Just do something else. <laughs> Whereas, like, I just, I just I just, think that's a shame. You know? It doesn't mean that we shouldn't learn. Well, uh, you know? It also depends on your bringing up because I'm, yeah. a, I'm of Indian origin. Of so course, yeah. In my household, uh, you know, Punjabi and Hindi were, were, were regularly taught mm-hmm. with, with mm-hmm. English. But I learned French at school. But, I mean, I had a little bit of difficulty with it. I found it quite hard. But yeah. I thought I'd forgot it and then I went on a work trip to Paris with my uncle and then suddenly just came back 
I was yeah. t- telling the taxi driver where to go, and is this the Sean Salise? And he was like, we, and it was like really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All <laughs> so the it comes stuff. back. Sometimes you think it, you've forgotten it, but sometimes yeah. it's stored in your head that you. Well, if you need the language, uh, and obviously if you go to the country of uh, origins for yes. that language, yeah. well, you learn ten times quicker. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because as you are saying, you, you don't really need a friend. Yeah. Okay. You maybe want to learn it, but you don't really need it, and you don't have uh, many mm. French people to mm-hmm. bump into. Yeah. on your daily life of course yeah your exactly yeah and that's how you really yeah because even language. in the far east where yeah. i've been to i mean there's even in the main cities like mumbai delhi you can get by on just yeah. solely english yeah, yeah exactly of course that's an empire thing as well but yeah. even you know hong kong even you can well, get by and um, i'm so glad you said that because i think ultimately because i've tried the whole like when i got because i as i said i did friendship to a certain period of time and then i decided to do the whole online class routes and i mean no disrespect any online class stuff mm-hmm. but the problem with that is you learn it on a computer by yourself mm-hmm. and you redo it back whereas i remember when we were at school we would like have we would go off in pairs and talk to each other in french which is far easier like you're just repeating certain words and phrases mm-hmm. doesn't really let it stick in your head you've got to do that far longer whereas if you just talk about it in a general conversation you pick it up way quicker as you quite rightly said all the french that i remember stuff that we used to talk in class mm-hmm. about like you, you would you would talk back to each other mm-hmm. so i think the solution that me and my girlfriend are thinking is we'll go to a class like a community class for languages mm-hmm. and actually like get to meet people and and talk that way like like far better. Yeah. Definitely yeah. better. Uh, I, well, I will mention that uh, I've been learning recently from maybe a year uh, mm-hmm. Czech as well. All right. Because I do work with Czech. Yeah, you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, you were saying yeah. that a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Me uh, doing a little bit uh, towards. Uh, <laughs> how would you find? It? How would you find it? Uh, it's very similar to Polish. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To be honest, and the whole con- construction uh-huh. of the language and uh, uh, so on, uh, the build of the uh, mm. sentences. Uh, but obviously, it's got a lot of different uh, uh, words. Uh, uh-huh. So you do have to just learn it. Uh, so yeah. you do have to practice. Something I was like fascinated by when you look at the whole of the European mm-hmm. continent and you see all these countries and is there certain traits within languages that they share a border that there's going to always be similarities in the language or or is it sometimes very hard in, in the sense that they're completely different you know like Portuguese and Spanish they share a border therefore it's quite similar uh, in some ways well it- it is the Slovak uh, country. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, uh, when you look at the Slovak countries, uh, y- you will have uh, a very similar, similar language. Yeah. So so the base is going to be the same, yeah. and the words, some words, going to be all, almost the same. Yeah. You know, and you can really listen and say, "Oh, I understand everything." But yeah. then suddenly comes a few different words and you say mm, I don't really understand anymore uh, so mm, you well, yeah, because have to learn the language well we're all from uh, different yeah. it's yeah. got lots of similarities yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but it is different well they're all yeah, from Czechoslovakia it's all Czechoslovakia yeah. isn't it so they were yeah, all branched yeah, exactly. off into separate countries exactly. so it was you all from uh, Romania yeah yeah uh, in India, a remarkable fact about India is some like 200 languages are spoken in that country mm-hmm. alone. Mm-hmm. But you, you travel around, it's like different. Yeah, it's well, just, it's not just a dialect thing, it's more kind well, of. Well, yeah, because I was going to say, like, with, with England, it's dialect and colloquialisms, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Is really what's done here. How do you find the, uh, the Geordie? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you see, because I spent a, a bit of time in Scotland. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it, it is, it is similar. 
similar, yeah. It is similar, well, yeah. When yeah. I came here, uh, and I still <laughs> use, uh, you know, I'm going to my house. Uh, and, uh, well, pass me my jacket, and uh, yeah. I look through the windy. And so, uh, you understand that, guys. Yeah. I'm sure if you're back. A bit similar yeah. again. Yeah, sure, you're back in Poland, you'll do, yeah. you do the same thing. You would yeah, do the same yeah, thing. Yeah, like, exactly. you know, it's colloquial, like, it's you know dialect yeah. for the area like you know you like street language yeah. essentially is what yeah. it is really yeah komputa like you say <laughs> er er you replace er with a so it's always komputa and uh, that's what that's the one i always say like that's what uh like um the 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 joke that jimmy Carr does just say poopa scooper and you poopa scooper <laughs> there you go you jordy <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah yeah anyway. you just have to say e man yeah. <laughs> why i yeah why yeah, I? yeah. Uh, anyway that's fascinating going back to oh, yeah. to show start um uh, going back to what i was the the, the origins of of the, the scheme the project because mm-hmm. one of them i was reading is to reduce child poverty where it becomes a yeah. thing of the past now, unfortunately, in the last few years, the one thing that always comes up in the news is child poverty, poverty. and the rise. Yeah. So how does that, in you and your position of work, you've got to counteract the rise because you, I guess your goal is to reduce it. Mm-hmm. How, how tough is that Well, amongst you and your staff? Yeah, it is very tough. Uh, because you, you But do you feel like you're fighting a losing battle in that sense? Or? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes you do. Uh, you can help people at that time, at that moment, mm-hmm. uh, Sometimes and sometimes you can't. The yeah. benefits uh, and the b- benefits system, which is becoming more and more complex, more and mm. more difficult, and uh, less and less accessible mm-hmm. for people who's got no computer mm. skills. Yeah, you know, everything oh, of course, is yeah. online now. Yeah, yeah. And everything yeah. you have to verify your ad- identity through oh, some yeah. kind of connection with the post office or something. Yeah, I like computers, and I hate there, that. And you know, they just <laughs> look at it, and uh, if they don't speak the language yeah. as yeah. well, you know, it becomes twice as uh, of course, difficult. Yeah. It's, uh, I was just saying it's hard being English doing that. I yeah, hate it. I hate it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I do speak English. Yeah, I used to do... Computer says nothing. Yeah, I used yeah. to do... Um, and it used to drive me crazy. Fortunately, now, I don't do it as often. Like, I, ju- I just, like, get the tax off it. But mm. when I was self-employed, I used to have to do my own taxes. And whenever you did the, the tax sum on the government, every time you logged on, you had to, like, you know, answer a million questions about your identity. It used to drive me up the wall. Yeah. It's annoying as hell. But um, So I'm, I'm just really Affirming. If yeah. if you're not English, I imagine God, you just look at that and think like it's a jigsaw or something. It's yeah. just really hard. So, very um, difficult. Yeah, benefits. Very difficult with uh, mm-hmm. as well. I uh, just uh, getting people into employment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, keeping uh, employment mm-hmm. uh, for people right now. It's yeah, because I know a conversation yeah, that course, we've had. Yeah. I mean, sure starts based in the health resource center mm-hmm. in the West yes. End. Do you feel that? Often these groups in and around the community have had to pool resources in the sense to... Because it's essentially... Well, we've you, got... You're signposting as well, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's it's all about, uh, you know, all the informations and all the services which uh, these families can use for their benefit uh, as a family, yeah. you know. Uh, we will try to give it uh, mm-hmm. to them. Yes, our focus is uh, right now, it is really this... Uh, uh, 1,000 critical days, so mm. antenatal till two years old, where that is the vital time for a human being, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, to develop and to yeah. actually gain uh, skills and uh, habits uh, which uh, in your 
development of your mm. mind mm. as yeah. well to be able then to succeed to become the character you you become well, yeah. uh, exact correcting yeah. you know you can all you you can still you know you cannot say well because when i was one i didn't have toys and my mom didn't play with me therefore yeah. today uh, i cannot go to work yeah. no no come yeah. on not not so bad but it is easier if you are equipped with yeah. that from yeah. the very beginning it is much easier to succeed in life when you get it's a springboard isn't it yeah, yeah what, what you need yeah. from the very beginning mm-hmm. and you are set with that and mm-hmm. you don't even think about it yeah. mm-hmm. but you just know how to behave socially how to yeah. uh, mm-hmm. use your uh, voice mm-hmm. uh, your hands uh, your uh, thinking you know wait for a, uh, for mm-hmm. your turn and uh, mm-hmm. you know a, speak language properly and so on yeah. uh, you know these are vital uh, times uh, for uh, for human beings yeah. so we focus uh, on that uh, really right now but uh, uh, yeah with uh, poverty uh, we do get a lot of p- uh, people uh, getting grants uh, you mm-hmm. know greg's grant or uh, eat sleep learn play that's how we can help them financially yeah. mm-hmm. uh, a bit you know sure. uh, so if uh, any kind of discretionary housing payments which can help with some uh, uh, with paying for rent if people's benefits uh, were capped uh, water, gas, electricity, these services actually are quite good as well in, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, making deals with people uh, Mm -hmm. once uh, they've got debts. They will write half off maybe sometimes. They will, you know, you can apply for grants to pay off a a part of uh, the debt. And that helps people to get back, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, to a level yeah they can actually start thinking about yes taking care yeah because it's all about it's all about surviving about you know before yeah yeah it's just it's all about surviving about money it's all about money in it Uh, we need to take we need to take a break um for ads and stuff now but do you want to stay for mental health news yeah uh, Yeah, i will say you want to stay you might as well because it's a a great we're having a great time don't worry but uh yeah so we're just going to take a quick break we'll play a quick song and play a couple of ads and then uh, we'll be back for the last 15 minutes okay so um, so we're going to take a break um, so Aga's going to stay for mental health news we'll do that to end the show so we'll be right back in about 5 minutes time guys on Mentally Sound right here on Spice FM 98.8 FM Sick of the same old radio sound <sighs> then you need vibrant radio Spice up your life Spice FM 98.8 FM Welcome to your community announcement answer machine. Your only Bollywood station in Newcastle. Spice FM 98.8 FM.
Hello everybody, welcome back. Eurythmics with Fall on My Side, which are an absolutely great band, obviously. Classic <laughs> band. Um, yeah, we were we, the, the, just talking endlessly on the, the break. It was really interesting. And um, we were just talking about... Um, uh, we were talking about... Uh, sorry, just for some reason my microphone d- did not work there. So sorry, hello, welcome back, whatever that was. That was strange. I think we've got like a power surge or something there. That was weird. I couldn't hear myself. But um, yeah, anyway, so welcome back to Mentally Sound right here on Spice FM 98.8 FM. And as I said, that was the Eurythmics, just in case I didn't, for some reason, you didn't hear me there because I couldn't hear myself. And yeah, we were talking to Aga in the break. This is why it's so great that we're going to do uh, mental health news because um, we were just talking about um, foreign languages and she was recommending places to go. So that's kind of cool. So my, my goal is to learn another language. So I'm going to do it. Me and my girlfriend will go. And Aga was giving me suggestions, which is lovely. Um, so just to let Aga know, and obviously the audience, if it's the first time you're listening to this show, is that we do usually do mental health news, but obviously Aga was here since the, the beginning of the hour. So we usually do that top of the hour. We just decided to move that to the end of the show for the next 10, 15 minutes. Um, the, the recording goes off at two, so I'll have to, if I do tell you to wrap things up, it's not me being harsh or rude. It's that we, we're, we've got to end at two o'clock. So just to let you know that. But what happens for Aga's benefit, and obviously to the audience is it's mental health news so Ricky comes up, comes prepared so we're the only like prepared bit I guess um, where we do three where we do three yeah we, we, there is some planning in this show I promise you um, where we, we do quick fire three headlines mental health news related that's happened in the time we've been off air and we just discuss it for about ten minutes or so so we, you know we'll do a couple of minutes on each subject hopefully and so he'll mention it we'll just discuss it and so if you've got any opinion on whatever he says feel free to say um, but yeah so welcome to Metal Health News with Ricky Tavern we, we, <laughs> we don't have a jingle yet we need to have one or a bong you know, like yeah, 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 yeah. Dong. Uh, it's news at 10 with Ricky Tavern <laughs> go <laughs> yeah. well, and now to Ricky at Spice <laughs> FM Studios <laughs> hello Stephen I'm here <laughs> just in <laughs> anyway, go on go ahead sorry should we, should we get the Parkinson's should we yeah sorry yeah uh, just to let you in, I don't know if I guess interested in this but my mum has Parkinson's Mm-hmm. So, just to provide the context yeah. to the audience, um, so Ricky very kindly said that there's a cafe. What's the name of the cafe place? So Sorry, it's the yeah. scheme call. It's a, it's a, have you heard of Cafe Culture? So what they do is they it, they facilitate a discussion, a debate, uh, usually held in sort of coffee shops. They used to be in Dance City, you know, mm-hmm. the coffee shop there. Now they're over at the the Costa Coffee Place next to the university, right. next to part of Blackman's Bookshop, yeah, opposite yeah. in the Haymarket. So they they had one on Parkinson recently, and I thought that might um, um, you know stimulate Steve's interest. So we mm-hmm. both went down there. Yeah, so we thought it was an interesting thing because it was a lecture about Parkinson research, and with my mom having Parkinson's mm-hmm. for fourteen years, um, I, I was curious about it. So we never had a chance in the show to discuss that because mm-hmm. um, we're going to have um, the lady who was the, the lecturer on. Do you remember the girl's name? The lady's name? I can't Not remember her name. Um, but anyway, she, we got our business card. So our plan was we asked her to come to this show, but she mm-hmm. couldn't make it. Um, so she's going to be on soon to talk about that research. But it was basically about um, facial expression and whether Parkinson right. sufferers can see um, emotions as clearly as someone with not. And the the one the stuff I got out of it was. Um, happiness which i thought was interesting is that the majority of people in this research who had parkinson's could not um see happiness in a person's face because basically they got shown neutral faces and like faces with um um i don't know what okay just sorry the computer just suddenly started yelling at me <laughs> in a kind of like you know where it comes up pop-up windows going something's wrong and i'm like go away like leave me alone stop it 
Oh, right, I think maybe somebody's, uh, maybe you might have logged in or something. Anyway, I'm sorry, I'm just like completely distracted because there's just like a million things happening. But anyway, so as I was saying, so with Parkinson's, um, yeah, they, they they got a bunch of people with expressions, like obvious expressions. Um, and so the, the idea was the, to see how Parkinson people could d- distinguish expressions. And apparently the most one that they couldn't was happiness, is that they didn't know, they couldn't see it as clearly as and they and they got people to look who were didn't have Parkinson's, and it was a lot more obvious. So, um, in my experience with my mom, that was very much like it was. Like my mom has a very hard time like acknowledging happiness, and now I realise it's part of our illness. Like I always thought that was just something like a, it could be a personality trait as well. But um, anyway, it, it was it was really quite fascinating, um, and it was really worth doing. And there were some nice people there. But anyway, so anyway, so mental health news. We've got ten, about ten minutes. Roughly, so let's okay, go. Okay, so um, first bit of news, uh, very recent, very local. So um, over in South Shields, um, over at the cliffs along the beach, they've installed CCTV. Right. And reason being is, is to combat, you know, prevent suicide attempts, mm. which I don't, I've not heard anything like that before in terms of having cliff tops. I know that, is it Beachy Head down in the south? That yeah. Like phone boxes and, and Samaritan. Yeah, it always, I hate the idea of them being a place where people go. Like, yeah. that really mm. makes me really, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that, that, that. But, you know, they, they hope to, with this, um, the community safety officer from the council, a guy called Andy Bailey, said that, um, you know, that there has been issues, so they thought it was a good idea to invest in. It's a special camera which has thermal imaging for night vision. Yeah, so right. really so, early in the morning and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so, and it has a direct uh, radio link to uh, intervention in emergency services. So mm-hmm. when you look at it in that context, I think it's a, mm-hmm. it's a good thing if it works, if it prevents, it prevents. Or yeah, that, I was just about to say that, is that was the thing we talk about on this show all the time is I'm a... We, 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 we should be more. I'm saying this society as a whole. We should be more bothered about prevention yep. than anything. Oh, Prevent yeah. prevention is the the ultimate thing. This idea of um, there's like that wonderful interview we had at the the beginning about um, uh, about um, not not fixing people. The idea of going there to be fixed, mm-hmm. and I, I really don't like that terminology because it's not about being fixed at all. And that's what no. she was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I I like that idea. It's about working with what you've got and trying to be better at it and coping more. Um, I, I like that idea a lot more. So prevention is kind of what that means, is that it's just stopping it from getting um, overwhelming and long-term. Like, that's the, that's I mean, the way you stop it happening. I mean, it's similar to, I guess, um, the, the news I gave a couple of months back about the first um, mental health ambulance, mm-hmm. which has been launched in, in Sweden. Right. And, that's uh, again, that's the same remit, and it's all about prevention, and it, it saves the, you know, it stops people from being long-term... Um, being cared for when if you have the prevention there it's mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah, yeah. no totally mm-hmm. I don't have much doubt about that I'm just happy that they're doing it that sounds yeah. good yeah. Um, yeah yeah no totally yeah. next uh, one next one so there's a there's, there's something there's something I call the education support partnership which is a scheme which helps people in the teaching industry to mm-hmm. address their own um, stress, mental health. Oh, mm-hmm. um, that's really interesting. That's something that's also been rising recently. Yeah. Te- yeah. You know, teachers have been under a lot of strain recently. Oh, so yeah. um, this is a charity helpline, and what they've come out in the media and said that there's been an 18% increase in calls coming from stressed out teachers, particularly in the northeast. So okay. that's quite another right. sort of local problem. That's interesting, yeah. yeah. I mean, the schools is another area which has ha- suffered a lot of cuts. Yeah. Uh, classrooms are getting bigger. 
Um, they've had to deal with more. Whenever school systems fail, it's the teachers that get the yeah. the brunt of the criticism, yeah. which I think is completely unfair. Yeah. What I want to ask you, this is a good segue then with having Nagar on here, um, um, because I used to work as a youth worker. So when you said outreach stuff, that I used to do outreach stuff. So I totally, you know, I, I understand the pressures of that. Like, are you safeguarded in the sense of like, are you able to go and talk about this stuff, yes. like with your job, like what kind of stuff do they do? Yes, we yeah. we do. Well, uh, obviously at the very basic uh, level, it's yeah. just your manager who's yes. always there. And uh, mm-hmm. really, it is uh, when you go to uh, places. Uh, for example, we care for one of the. Um, uh, asylum seekers uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, accommodation and uh, there obviously uh, there is a lot of emotions mm-hmm. going on a uh, lot of uh, difficulties these women face uh, every mm-hmm. day lots of stress exactly yeah. with, uh, am I going to stay and I'm going to be deported yeah. uh, and mm-hmm. sometimes they are being deported uh, yeah. and it's just uh, awful for yeah. them and for uh, for the children they call us we have to come and uh, help them mm-hmm. with this uh, move really mm-hmm. yeah. uh, but you can come and uh, offload first yeah. line to your colleagues and to your yeah. manager and if you need more there is always more Great. Okay, yeah. in place because um, it's vital of course yeah work, um, with other people the, uh, in stressful uh, environments yeah what I'm trying I'm, I'm racking my brain because suddenly my brain's not remembering what it was called but it was like the um, debriefing it's like yes. the debriefing period yeah that, that, that was something because um um, I went to a social work because um, I work at the I sometimes work at the Northumbria Uni social work course because that's what I you know was part of um, you know that was my first job yeah. and um, one of the things that I talk about on there is the fact that I, I got given some research that an independent company had done and the number one thing that first gets cut is that like our period after you finish work where you should talk to your manager or Absolutely. your support your support person within Absolutely. your team um, and they, they usually like cut that because it's not paid like oh they, they won't pay you for that hour of deep that so people go home and then that leads to the horrible thing of you know you may take it out on your partner or whatever it may be and like I Point because yeah. I think um, the, the next big challenge is tackling mental health in the workplace. I think. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's know. essentially what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Because with teachers, it, you know, they get the ba- to, teach, to go back to the question is I think teachers get the bad rap of just deal with it. Yeah. Like you know, you you know what job you got yourself into. It's yeah. stressful. Like I don't, I really get annoyed with people's argument to go. Well, you knew it was stressful when you first got into it. I'm like, but every job is stressful, and you, you know, if you want to get up in the morning and your life's terrible, and you're a milkman and you got to get up at four in the morning or something, that's stressful in well, itself. You, you go like, to a job, you, know. you don't expect these cuts to happen. Yeah. You don't expect your yeah. your staff, the the class size, yeah. to become increased tenfold where you have yeah. to be dealing with. Probably right. uh, you know double amount of kids you originally mm-hmm. uh, expected to teach. So. Yeah, and you shouldn't be left with these problems uh, on yeah. your own because yeah. uh, again uh, mm-hmm. you are part of the uh, society now. You actually p- p- you are trying to teach uh, other uh, people who are gonna be grown up uh, society yeah. soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, what uh, what uh, influence you gonna mm-hmm. have if you're gonna be continuously stressed mm-hmm. and you're gonna n- be not able actually to do your work with uh, you know mm-hmm. passion and compassion and uh, all yeah. these. Values values we really mm-hmm. need to have uh, you know happy people uh, growing and thinking yes, yeah i want to do something good in life uh, yeah so uh, i think it's vital cool 
Well, that's a great way to end because we need to wrap this up because I've got a couple of minutes left and I want to make sure we thank everybody and, and also we'll reiterate the news at the beginning of the show because we want to let people know who are listening live. But first of all, huge thank you to all our guests. Thank you, Agas, so much for being our second hour. Basically, you were there 50 <laughs> minutes or so. Thank you very much so much fun. That was so much fun. And again, um, for, your, for your first time as well, I thought you were yeah, magnificent. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, I, thank you so much for coming on, and thanks for your time. We really appreciate it. Thank you, um, thank you so much to to Rito, um, Ricky's relative. <laughs> <laughs> and was, I'm, he's, he's gonna he's gonna probably be like you like afterwards because I he's like don't mention it. This and I'll mention the it. The where I'm gonna invite different members of the family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Ricky's mother, how do you know him? So how do you know him? Like you know, so what's he really like? I'm just gonna turn Ricky's mic off. What's he really like? You know. Anyway. Yeah, and thank you to uh, Joharin. Jo- Joharin, uh, who was our first guest. West End Women and Girls Centre, we recommend you go on that. Obviously, uh, Rita was here to talk about the Keelman Way Special School, and Aga was here to talk about the Star Children's Centre that's, he- that's in Heaven, by uh, the way, the school that we teach. Oh, all right. Yeah, my, my girlfriend lives in Heaven, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, and finally, just to wrap things up before we play uh, Golden Brown by the Stranglers, because we, uh, um, the, yeah, the, um, the recording cuts us off exactly on the hour, it's just to say the, the huge news at the beginning of the show is that Spice FM have asked us to do two in a month now um, so our next show is two weeks from today not a month from today so this is really huge and a huge thank you to Spice for offering us that and we're really excited so instead of um, waiting a month for the next show or five weeks in this case we're on two weeks from today which is the 28th of April so we're going to test this out and see how well we do uh, we're confident we will and we wouldn't have agreed to do this if we didn't think that we're both shows were going to be good because we, obviously we've put a lot of effort into this I know we joke around about the impact provide nature of the show but we really do think a lot about what goes on so we really hope thank you so much for listening golden brown texture like sun lays me down with my mind she runs throughout the night no need to fight never a frown with golden brown every time just like the last on her ship, tied to the mast, two distant lands, takes both my hands, never a frown with golden brown. Tempress through the ages, she's heading west from far away, stays for a day, never a frown.